You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Show me the money. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Packernet bonus episode thing. That's what this is. You know... Shut up, I spent a lot of time making that. But today we've got a bonus episode again from Mr. Nate Dog. I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, this podcast is dedicated to Nate, a man amongst boys, and my personal hero. I just do what I'm told. All right, so uh, Nate had a couple things that he wanted accomplished today. The part that I want to do first, because it's what I just spent a ton of time doing, is... He asked for me to find running backs that remind me of Aaron Jones. So I went through, according to NFL Mock Draft Database's top 25 running backs to kind of poke through. And I kind of kept forgetting what the goal was and and was really just immersing myself and trying to properly evaluate. And it's like, bro, this is going to take you a month if you don't just, you know, get it rocking here. In addition, he asked me to look at defensive lineman Riley Mills out of Notre Dame. Uh, Marist Liufau, Notre Dame. And DJ James Auburn Tigers. We're talking about the 2024 NFL Draft, by the way, if I didn't didn't point that out, if you're a little bit confused on what's going on. He also added at the bottom, which rookies have the most third-down targets and the fewest negative plays. We'll see if we can get to that. I don't see why we can't, but... Let's just, let's go along. I do want to start again with the running backs. This is going to take probably the most amount of time. I'm not even exactly sure the, the structure in which to do this, because again, my, my innate desire is to give you all my thoughts on all the 25, but that's not the goal here, which is good because as much as I just kind of skimmed them, it's one game per, I think I watched two games of one of the guys. Cause I really, I forgot who it was really just wanted to get a better sense, but, um, Let's just say one per. Let's start with the, the quote-unquote best running backs first because they're going to be the most well-known, and then we'll kind of get some wild cards after that. So first of all, con- the consensus top running back, not my favorite running back, but the consensus top is Travion Henderson. Now, here, here's the thing. When we talk about reminds me of Aaron Jones, I don't think there was anybody that really was like, dude, that's Aaron Jones. There were a couple that were pretty close, but I remember a few years ago watching somebody and just thinking it's like the same style. He has a very, very unique style. Don't see a lot of guys run the way Aaron Jones runs, but I kind of thought about it and I thought, you know, what does he do that we love? And it's really the ability to make something happen when nothing's there. And ultimately I thought about it and I said, that's kind of my criteria for prospects anyways. It's what can you do that other people around you cannot do? In other words, you made a play, and I after, after after having watched all these guys, I can tell you, almost nobody else makes that play. From that standpoint, I think Travion Henderson does check the box a little bit. 
I had a hard time just completely falling in love with Travion Henderson, even though I felt like I should. He looked like an impressive back. The speed is evident, but there's several guys that actually are projected in the 4-3s, including Henderson, 4-3-9, Trey Benson, 4-3-7, Blake Corum, 4-3-8, and then a little bit further down the list, we've got uh, uh, Jawar Jordan, 4-3, and uh, Jalen Wright, 4-3-1. And then there's other guys, I mean, you know, Trayvon Henderson is 4-3-9. You've also got, like, Braylon Allen might run a 4-4. I mean, it's it's all very similar. I guess the only way I would I would highlight Travion Henderson, because I do think he kind of checks the box a little bit. In other words, he can be that number one guy, I think. He can, he can do all the things. There were certain guys all the way through. I started getting, like, labels. And one of them was James Starks. And it was, I mean, generally, it doesn't have to be, but like a six foot one, 215 pound guy that's just fine. He runs the right way. He doesn't do anything special. Take that guy and then crank it up. Now, he's 5'10, 212. I'm not saying it's the same thing, but he's just a little bit better than everybody at each one of the categories. But there was never like a jaw dropping moment for me for Travion Henderson. But we'll say, sure. Trey Benson intrigues the living crap out of me. He's a running back out of Florida State. Take everything I said about Travion Henderson, make him six foot one instead of five ten, and add ten pounds on him, and then make him faster. I wouldn't say I fell in love with Travion, uh, excuse me, Trey Benson, but I really like him, and I'm really intrigued by him, and he's another guy I, I want to keep watching because I want to love Trey Benson. I absolutely think he could check the box, not exactly in the same way that Aaron Jones does, but in terms of he's doing stuff that other guys are not able to do. He's making plays that other guys are not. The speed that the very first play I saw, he ran a route out of the backfield, and I swear he took four steps and was ten yards down the field. He is just one of those gliders. Like he he doesn't his legs don't have to move very fast, and he just sails past people. The other thing I noticed about um, Trey Benson is he has a second gear. A lot of guys they're pretty fast, but as they get further down the field, they get caught from behind. He gets to the where the safeties are, and he hits a second gear, and he speeds up, and he flies. I'm I'm looking at it like he's about to get caught, and he hits another gear and just sails past these guys. I wouldn't say he's necessarily a hammer, but you better bring him down because his legs just keep churning. I put down that he's got B power. He's a B runner, but he's got A++ traits. Um, After that is Blake Corum. I think if you wanted to get a pure Aaron Jones, he probably fits the mold better than just about anybody. He's 5'8", 213. You look at him, he's too small. He's not too small. He's short. I don't know that height necessarily should factor into too many things aside from maybe your receiving ability and ability to go up and sky up and get stuff. But I like a guy that's lower center of gravity and stocky. And so there are a couple plays and I even took notes. uh, So it's the, I watched him against Rutgers, which is one of his better games in 2023, according to PFF. I marked down what games I watched, but I marked a timestamp for him. 652, I put Aaron Jones. And it's one of those things where I don't see a hole. And this is what Aaron Jones does, where it's like, there's nothing there. And then this guy just comes squirting through there. So if I were to try to find a one-to-one replacement, I don't know that I go wouldn't go Blake Corum. He's got a lot more power than you would expect for a quote-unquote smaller guy. Again, he's, he's 213 pounds. That's, that's the same weight as Travion Henderson. It's bigger than Will Shipley and Jonathan Brooks. And I can go down the line. I mean, he's, he's average to above average in terms of his build. And the fact is, the, the ability for him to move, not just... La- um, laterally, I guess, uh, speed-wise, but as shifty as he is. I really do like Blake Corum. I thought I was going to like Blake Corum more. I think I must have watched some of his highlights and just completely freaking man-crushed over the guy, and and maybe that's still 
the case if I watch a little bit more. It wasn't necessarily. I, I thought it would pop. You know, again, this is one of the last guys I watched, so I've seen some stuff. And of course, it's not a highlight reel. You see him, you know, take the ball and get tackled in the backfield, and you're like, oh, well, that wasn't what I expected, like Superman stuff right out of the gate. But it is hard for me. There's there's a couple names I'll throw out there, but it's hard for me to find a better one-to-one replacement for Aaron Jones than Blake Corum. Braylon Allen, I'm, this is not relevant to what we're talking about. He's A.J. Dillon. He is like exactly A.J. He's A.J. Dillon with maybe a little bit more balance and and maybe maybe more speed. I don't know. It was amazing to me. That, there was a point I actually just turned the video off because I saw the play and it confirmed everything I was thinking. There was a play where Wisconsin had bust open a hole and almost everybody else that I've watched here could have put, a, put their foot in the ground and got straight up that hole and got a bunch of yards. He wasn't able to, he, he kind of rounded out his cut and ended up right on like the wall of where the hole was so that the defender could reach out and grab him and bring him down. And I'm like, that's freaking A.J. Dillon. So, yeah, I'm not a huge uh, Braylon Allen fan, unfortunately. Uh, I'll skip Will Shipley and go right down to Jonathan Brooks, who is, I will say, officially my favorite running back. I, I just, I'm, I'm th- this was just jaw drop after jaw drop after jaw drop. And it's not just... You know, I knew he was always good at breaking tackles. Like, guys bounce off of him, and that's cool, but it's it's more than that. He is really, really shifty. It's not just broken tackles, it's missed tackles. He is, like, one of the only guys I've seen juke a guy in the hole and make a miss. His his balance, his his center of gravity, and by the way, dude, he is an unbelievable receiver. His hands are ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's actually surprising how similar he is in my mind to Bijan Robinson. They're slightly different in style. Bijan had more of that, like, Christian Watson, you know, uh, joystick, just quick, fast juke ability that I don't think Jonathan Brooks necessarily has. But just take some of that and transfer it over to the power and elusiveness aspect. And it's, it's I mean, pound for pound in terms of value. If you're actually telling me Jonathan Brooks is a third round pick or I got to take Bijan in the top 10, I'm taking Jonathan Brooks freaking 10 times out of 10. Now, he's different than Aaron Jones in that he's not really like a true north south guy. Aaron Jones, like one of the key characteristics, if you're just trying to find a guy that, you know, if, if you just kind of squinted your eyes and couldn't see the jersey, you'd think maybe it was him running, is just getting the ball and going. Like he just, he starts out of a stance and runs and he just goes. And I, I think what, what I've. D- not discovered, but kind of concluded about Aaron Jones and why he's as good as he is, elite processing speed. I think he just sees things in slow motion. But if you're asking me to find a guy that can make plays that other guys are not going to make, in other words, find don't focus so much on like the highlights where the offensive line blows open a big hole and he runs for 80 yards and a touchdown. That doesn't tell me anything. Show me the plays where I'm sitting there going, oh, there's nothing there, and then make a play. Jonathan Brooks does that probably better than just about anybody. When there's nothing there and and everybody else on this list gets a negative play, Jonathan Brooks would be like the guy I would trust to get a positive play out of that. Uh, I'll skip down several. I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Marquise or Bucky, Bucky Irving. Audric Estime, uh, I'm very sorry, JJ. I was shocked at how much I did not like him. Um Donovan Edwards, I gave sort of, I I did grade them just kind of as a quick reference guide. I did kind of like him, but he's definitely not an Aaron Jones. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, my only note was he's DeAndre Swift. 
another guy, and I had to watch him on YouTube, so it kind of sucks a little bit. Actually, I think this might be the guy I watched the second video for because it was on YouTube, so it wasn't all 22. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, Really, I would say similar in style to Aaron Jones. Very north-south. Just get the ball and go. No hesitation. Elite processing. He just sees it and he goes. Very hard to bring down. Powerful dude at 5'10", 216 pounds is Ray Davis. Ray Davis had, um, I think aside from, I didn't actually grade the last couple. I just skipped it because I just was flying through. But aside from Jonathan Brooks, I think Ray Davis had the highest grade that I gave. Really, really, really like Ray Davis. Now, I don't know all the backstory. I don't know about the injuries. I can see it looks like he was there for five years, so age is probably a thing. I see his expected 40 time is four, five, six, which is, I think, probably around where Aaron Jones is, but it's not this elite speed, so his traits are probably not going to be all there. But as far as just a true running back that I freaking admired the living crap out of, that I think fits the mold of Aaron Jones, that you could probably get around the 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 time that you got Aaron Jones, you're talking fourth, fifth round-ish range, Ray Davis. Uh, Jawar Jordan, I wasn't a huge fan of. And then Dylan Johnson, Devin Neal, Cody Schrader, some of these guys I didn't find anything to watch. Um, and then there was, if you're looking for a real deep cut that I really, really like, and I, I would be shocked if there's anybody else out. I shouldn't say that. There's some draft people that are psychos, and everybody likes everybody. But I'm excited for this to be my guy, and nobody else touches him. He's a smaller school guy. His stats suck. His grades aren't that good. I really, really like him. He has my third highest grade that I gave out. By the way, the only other guy I really like, not Aaron Jones, but just whatever, was Mayan Williams. I had posted a clip of him out of Ohio State. He, he, he to me, just reminds me of a classic seventh-round pick in that I, I just freaking love the guy, and he's a little pit bull, and he's a freaking stick of dynamite. I just, I, I really liked watching him play. But, and I don't even know how to say his name. Let me see if I can YouTube it, because if, if he's going to be my guy, I got to know how to say his name. All right, I got it. His name is Dylan Lauby out of New Hampshire. Dylan Lauby reminds me of the situation that A.J. Dillon was in. He's not like A.J. Dillon, but A.J. Dillon's offensive line was trash. And I was watching this guy, and it's like, I don't even want to watch this. He's not getting any yards. I mean, there's, there's nothing good here. And then I just saw how there was never anyone blocking ever. So I went to PFF, and I looked at their offensive line. And sure enough, it's like the Packers offensive line. Everybody's like a 60-70 pass blocking grade, but all just 50 run blockers. Like every single one, not a single good run blocker of the entire group. So you got to watch it with some, some, uh, with some patience, number one. But also with that mentality of, show me what you can do. When there's nothing to do. And he impressed the living crap out of me. You talk about a late round guy that has that Aaron Jones ability to create when nothing's there. I was a huge fan of Dylan Lauby. And again, just reminded me of Aaron Jones and that just no hesitation, no fear. Like I'm just going, it, it reminds you of like water just flowing downstream. It doesn't have to think and redirect, you know, it's, it's not like, well, I got to stop and make a sharp cut here. It just flows with gravity. It just gets pulled down. And it just, you know, path of least resistance. And again, it's just always making the right decisions, always being in the right spot. He, he, he's got a little bit of like an Alvin Kamara sense sometimes in terms of kind of waiting behind the line and then going sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's just shot out of a can or whatever. But my, my uh, final note on him was horrific offensive line, but he gets 120% of what's there. So anyways, check those guys out. Again, if you're looking for pure Aaron Jones, Dylan Lauby, Ray Davis, Blake Corum. I think those are probably the three I would pick to be the one-to-one -one replacements. 
And they're actually kind of similar in size as well. I mean, um, Dylan Lobby is 5'10", 208. Aaron Jones is 5'9", 207. It's almost identical. Ray Davis has got about, you know, 10-ish, 9-ish extra pounds. But all right, let's continue on. Let's start with Riley Mills, uh, defensive lineman. Listed at six foot five, three hundred and six pounds. Uh, PFF has given him a seventy nine PFF grade, seventy three run defense, and seventy eight pass rush. He has gone up every single year. It's gone from sixty four to sixty eight to seventy three to seventy nine, and he has twenty nine pressures on two hundred and fifty eight attempts. So he is above ten percent, but just three sacks. It is a little tougher doing it just kind of single. Um, it's a little easier to kind of do what I did with the running backs, just because you get a little bit more context, um, you know, comparing it to everybody else, but kind of just at first glance. Well, I'll, I'll just say I'm not a huge fan. I mean, six foot five, three oh six. He's kind of got like that Dean Lowry build. He's a little bit bigger, I guess, but he's a little thicker looking. But he, he's kind of got that tall, lanky look to him. But I mean, I look. Maybe it's just that I have a style that I like as far as defensive tackles, and and that's disruptive. This guy cannot get an offensive lineman to move back a centimeter. He has no power whatsoever. So you know, you see those cartoons where like somebody will put their hand on somebody's on the little kid's head and they're swinging around and you know, obviously they can't hit him because their arms aren't long enough. That's he just he's just flailing all the time and he's not doing anything. So um, not sure. I'm guessing you sent this because you really like him. In which case, I apologize. Um, I did watch against Ohio State, which was his second highest graded game. He did have four pressures in that game, which was tied for the most. He had th- two other games where he did that. But um, uh, yeah, he did. let's just say he's not my style. The linebacker, Marist Liufau, 73.7 grade, 66.5 run defense, uh, 66.8 pass rush, 82.5 coverage. Very inconsistent with his grades. It's either, you know, it's like 80, 70, 70, 50, 60, 70, 40, 50, you know, so it's some some high games and some low games, not a lot of in between. Again, watching the 2023 Ohio State game, in this case, that was his, it's kind of a middle of the road game, 64 overall, but a 71 run defense, one of his better run defense games. But look, I, I, I think I warmed up to him the more I watched the game. I'll put it this way, I think he would fit pretty well with the Green Bay Packers in that, and I don't know if this is the way he's coached or just the way he plays, he likes to wait and let the play come to him, run kind of parallel with where he's at. And to his credit, if you're going to play that way, you better be able to shed blocks, and I think he does a very good job of that. Seems to be real smart, he's always in the right spot. I've seen him, you know, attack, you know, people before the, the ball's out or whatever the case may be. Doesn't seem to be a fantastic tackler. And the grades and stats kind of bear that out. So I, I guess, you know, in a certain system, looking for a certain thing, and considering I don't know what we're looking for, I, I could absolutely see the merits. I mean, he almost, he's got that that crazy hair. Kind of reminds me of Clay Matthews a little bit. It's obviously more of a Troy Polamalu hair, but even just the way he runs around, it just kind of has a Clay Matthews vibe. And they do send him off the edge a little bit. I don't know, I like him. Assuming we're not talking, you know, first, second round kind of a guy or whatever. I don't know, when, when is he expected or projected to go? 106? Yeah, I mean, if, if, we're, talking, if we're talking fourth round, I'll, I'll deal with it. I'm good with it. I think he could be a fun player. I mean, you, you think about guys like McDuffie, and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they're missing, but man, this guy's just a freaking... He just gets after it. I'm not saying it's, it, it, that he's like McDuffie. He just has those attributes that you respect. 
And then finally, DJ James, cornerback out of Auburn. He's six foot one, one sixty four. He does have an eighty four PFF grade and an eighty nine coverage grade, but it's really on the back of just three games. Um, he has four games graded out as a seventy or higher. Three of them are eighty eight, eighty nine, and ninety, and then everything else is fifties and sixties. So um, no really terrible games. He had one in the low fifties, but that's about it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty inflated grade based on just a handful of good games. I'd say a typical game from him is like a 62. Also, uh, let's not gloss over the 164 pounds. And he looks like him. He's, he is tiny. He's a tiny guy. He's 6'1", so it, it can be kind of, I guess, maybe not as obvious when you see how tall he is. But man, he's wiry. And I watched his game against Georgia, which was right at the middle of the pack. So that was one of his 65 games. So pretty good standard look. But honestly, I mean, when you're that size, there's got to be something kind of special. And I just struggled to see any form of special. Again, this is just a very, very cursory look. I'm, I'm not. I'm trying not to sound very authoritative when I say these things. But I mean, I, as far as movement or obviously physicality, speed... I saw him make a play in the backfield, which was cool, I guess. But he's looking to go, you know, 72. So he's early third, late second round range. Obviously, there's something there. Again, I, I'm, I'm struggling to get over his size at 164, if that is actually his size. And, and if he is 164 and is a potential second round pick, then he's obviously got some pretty elite attributes. So that might be one I need to kind of take a minute to watch some highlights and just kind of see what the, the high end upside is. Because I was kind of just watching, and I wasn't seeing it. But again, that's kind of his whole shtick, right? I mean, if you look at his highlights, you got Samford, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas were his three games where he just kind of went crazy as far as his grades go, 88, 89, and 90. So I just personally have a hard time trusting that when you want kind of game-to-game consistency. All right, let's do your uh, your final question here. Third down targets. I don't know how... Uh, how good of a job I can do with this, but let's try. I know I can do third down, obviously. So if we're just looking at volume, which is kind of the way that you had uh, phrased it, most third down targets, not seeing a ton of recognizable names here. We got Lejante Wester out of Florida Atlantic, Will Pauling, Wisconsin, Logan Loya, UCLA, Malik Washington, Virginia, Ricky White, UNLV, Camden, Benjamin, Tulsa, Brennan Presley, Oklahoma State, Jacob Cowing, Arizona, Daniel Jackson, Minnesota, Teteroa, McMillan, Jalen Noel, Xavier Rostrepo, Tori Horton. I don't know if that helps you at all. <laughs> and then fewest negative plays, I think, would be relatively easy. There is uh, Elijah Surratt who I don't know, and, and these don't have to be guys coming into the draft necessarily, but the first name I do recognize, number two on this list, is Troy Franklin out of Oregon. And what I'm going off of is bust percentage, so lowest bust percentage. He's at 7%. Also inside the top 10 is Malik Neighbors. He's at 7.9%. And then just outside of the top 10, Brian Thomas out of LSU. He's considered a first-round pick. Jalen Polk ranks 12th, number 56 overall. So those would be the biggest. I wonder of those guys, let's do this since I wasn't very helpful on the third down one. Of those guys, I wonder who is the best for third downs. And in terms of just raw targets, Malik Neighbors would be number one with 26. Troy Franklin is down there at 20. And if we look at the value of it, for example, EPA per target, 
Uh, that would be Troy Franklin, would be the highest. Do with that what you will, my friend. If you're looking for a little bit of maybe a slight deep dive based on the stats that you're looking at, I mean, Malik Neighbors is kind of obvious, I would look at Troy Franklin. If I had to circle a guy for you based on those two metrics. But anyways, I appreciate all you guys, and of course I appreciate Nate. Thank you very much. If you want to have your own customized show with your own customized topics, feel free to reach out and we can make some kind of an arrangement. No big deal. Otherwise, have a good rest of your day. I will talk to you tonight for Packernet After Dark. I'm going to record that immediately after this, and then tomorrow for game day. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Show me the money.